Welcome back, roomies. You are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I am your host, C. Troy, aka Christina, and today we are going to talk about episode 6 of Penthouse, season 1. If you are joining for the first time, hello. This is a podcast where I summarize in detail each drama episode with my own commentary. Unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties and issues with my camera, I am no longer having a video portion, but if you want to see a video... And if you want to watch it on YouTube, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube as well. Just search K-Drama in Room 343 and it will be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Yuri Choi. And those of you who are listening on our podcast platforms, welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 6. It's intense, y'all. Anyways, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast and leave a 5-star rating. Okay. Without further ado, let's talk about episode six because we, this one was, this one was interesting. So we left off at the school, right? Actually, no. We left off like last episode with Yoon finding the congressman dead. But we travel back in time and episode six starts with Dr. Ha saying that Yoon was with him at Hera Palace the night of Min Sora's murder. And basically just tells the other parents not to probe and that they shouldn't make another victim to this case because that has already been resolved. Um, the rest of the Hera Club, so this is after this um, school hearing, um, the rest of the Hera Club members discuss like, what the heck just happened? Like, why did Dr. Ha, ha have to ruin this plan like that? Like, what the hell? You know, like, what's what's with him? Um, Yoon-hee is outside the school patio and she's very relieved. Um, she was kind of tearing up. I mean, she was crying at the hearing, but she's like, she's now very, you know, relieved. And Sudan walks out to tell her that she actually believes her. And so Sudan encourages her to stay strong for Rona and to protect her daughter. Yoon-hee feels very moved by her, you know, kindness and thanks her for the encouragement and then she leaves. Then Sudan gets a text from the sketchy congressman. And he's basically blackmailing Suryon. He sends like this weird text, which kind of like, it makes it seem like he is providing her a service and that she needs to contribute to him because he is protecting her secret. Like what the hell? Like this guy. Come on. Um, Sujan sees the text and she's like, what a scumbag. You know, that's what she says. She's like, Sudik. Well, no, she says like the dog little dog yeah she says that word um yeah so the next scene is at jk holdings which is dante's or the devil excuse me i keep calling him dante i'm sorry the devil's office Sujan came to visit and but he has to go into a meeting and um, she came to have lunch with him but he's like i have a meeting right now I won't be finished until later. Do you want to just wait for me or what? And she's like, I'll just wait for you. Go ahead, honey. As soon as he leaves his office, she starts digging around. That's why she was there. She looks at his safe and is digging through. But then the secretary comes in and while she is like digging, she doesn't even like pretend that she didn't do anything. 
she knows that the secretary is kind of on her side and then she asks him for help like i need to look for something i need to find something secretary is like what what are you trying to do leave immediately or i'm gonna have to tell tante or the devil and suyeon begs him like please help me like that sketchy congressman is blackmailing me so i need something about him i know that um devil has something against him so so she asks the secretary for help and basically tells him that she needs to find out what that sketchy man did to Minsora. So the secretary decides to help her and gives her a file that he had actually put together under um, Devil's order since that man was apparently sketchy even in the Devil's eyes. That's when you know what's up. Like if the Devil thinks he's sketch, bro, the sketchiest man thinks you're sketch, then you're like trash, you know? Like at this point, like this, this man. She looks through the files and it looks like he has done a very similar thing to other orphans, like what he did to Minsora. And she's very shocked. Um, We don't know at this point. um, So I was like very confused. Like, what did he do? You know? Um, The secretary suggests that she leaks the mistress story first. You know, he was having a loud affair with, uh, with some actress, right? So he suggests that she leaks that story first. She then dresses up as a quick service, like a delivery person, and delivers the pictures of his affairs um, with many different actresses, I think, um, to a broadcasting station. Um, So the news go out, and as she's like walking out, she's like, This is just the beginning, sketchy old man. On the news, again, the congressman sees a scandal. Um, He immediately calls Yoon-hee. And this was like after, I guess, remember like Yoon-hee came back to, came back home and she like saw the news. So that's that scene now. So the congressman immediately calls Yoon-hee after seeing his, you know, affair being exposed um, and threatens her. Basically telling her that that if Yoon-hee doesn't come and return all of the money that she got from him, he is going to do whatever it takes to ruin her daughter, like Rona. And Yoon-hee, poor Yoon-hee, she's like confused, like, what the hell is this man talking about? Congressman, so we now see him at his house and he is pissed. He's drinking and um, he was also apparently stalking Yoon-hee and Rona. Um, he was tracking their phone records and even taking pictures of Rona and like just stalking them. He then takes like a big red marker. <laughs> I thought this was really funny. He takes a big red marker and circles Rona's picture and then like draws a diagonal line, you know, just like saying like, you're out. Like this gave me major burn book vibes from Mean Girls. And I was like, what the heck is he doing? Like, Wow, good job. You you circled a girl with a red marker and crossed her out. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay. Then someone rings their doorbell and he comes running downstairs yelling like, you came so late, you know, you stupid woman. But when he opens the door, it's actually Suryeon. And Suryeon asks if they can talk, but the congressman is like, um, I'm a little busy right now. Like, I know it seems like you, your matters are pressing and like, you know, what I said really scared you, but I'm a little busy right now. So let's talk later. Sujian then tells him, no, we need to talk now. Um, the congressman is like, I told you, I'll just call you later. But then Sujian steps into the doorway and is like, did you like the present that I sent you? You know, the news about all your affairs. The congressman is like, 
That was you? Sudian then says, like, hmm, yeah, we need to talk now. She throws the personal details of Hope Orphans Adopted Abroad. Like, it's like a stack of documents. And she just, like, throws it on his coffee table. He goes through it, and basically all the document has pictures of him and the orphans that he sent abroad. So all the kids were used by him, and Sudian is like, do you remember these kids and the evil deeds that you did to them? And the congressman is like still saying like, what do you mean evil deeds? It was all thanks to me that these kids were adopted into rich families where they could enjoy luxuries they could only even dream of having. Sujan is like, you used these poor kids to do business. You are not even human. But the congressman is like denying this. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. And then Sujan tells him that all the kids have been deported and their adoptions were canceled, just like Minsora. And then we see like a flashback happen. Well, it's not really a flashback. It's more of like a history <laughs> reflection, I guess. Um, so what happened was Anna and her rich adoptive parents, they like exit their house and Anna is asking where they are going. And the dad is saying that they are going to see her older brother. Her older brother is sick and needs Anna's help. So I kind of guessed what was going on. Um, I well, I actually guessed that these kids were basically live like organ donors. Um, and it's similar. So what happens is the dad says that Anna needs to help out her older brother and she undergoes surgery. And it was actually a bone marrow transplant that happened to all of the adopted orphans that he sent abroad, that the congressman sent abroad. So it was like he was doing business. He was basically selling orphans for their bone marrow to rich parents abroad. He is the low of the low. No wonder even the devil thought he was sketch. Like, what the frick? And so um, what happened to all of these kids after the surgery, their adoption was canceled due to whatever reasons. And crime was the major one like what they like you know framed Anna for stealing so that is probably like how all of, all of the kids got deported. Sujan is like you used these poor kids to make money off of them and then framed them when they were no longer needed just to get them kicked out of the country. Congressman continues to deny this and basically like asks do you have evidence that I did this? And Sujan is like so you're saying that you need evidence to be guilty? You've already committed these crimes. She then whips out a file that has the evidence of him being connected to the director of the Hope Orphanage. And the director apparently has been laundering the money um, so that, you know, no one can actually trace it to its origin. Congressman is not phased and continues to tell her that it, you know, like what happened to Minsora, the fact that she went through all of this, it's technically your fault. It's your fault that you abandoned her in the first place. Man, just shut, just, just shut up, okay? You don't even know the whole story. And then Sujan is like, how dare you say that? You don't know anything. Um, then she says that he better repent and pay the price for all of his wrongdoing and that she's going to expose everything he did. But then he has the audacity to threaten and expose Suryon first to the devil about her biological child being Minsora. 
and that she's like digging around. Um, he like takes his phone and he's like, I'm gonna dial the devil, I'm gonna dial him. Suyeon then panics and tries to take his phone, and then they have like this fight. He physically beats her up, he like throws her to the ground, he freaking slaps her, and grabs a bottle of whiskey and tries and tries to use it to kill her. And he says, like, I'm going to kill you. Then out of nowhere, the secretary, he's like dressed in black leather and has like leather gloves. He like comes in and stops him. But like, I was watching this and I'm like, you couldn't have come before, like before she got slapped. Like, please, what kind of knight in shining armor are you? Like, you're kind of late there, buddy. But anyways, he quickly detains the congressman and starts like beating him up. Uh, but when he punched his face, though, the congressman falls down the stairs and he lands on the garden and he hits his head and he's dead. He dies. So the secretary technically killed him, but he, they were both shocked because they were not planning to kill him at all. But then like, why beat him? You know, if you weren't planning to kill him, like you looked pretty serious, you know? Anyways, uh, Sujeon looks down and she's like shocked. She's like, oh my gosh, he's dead. A man is dead. Then the doorbell rings and it's Yoon-hee. This is the scene where we left off um, in the previous episode. Yoon-hee comes into the house because it's unlocked, but she keeps calling for him. Um, no one seems to be at the house, no one responds, and Yoon-hee finds the congressman dead um, in the garden and she screams. Soo-yeon and the secretary, they were hiding in the bathroom and they're just kind of watching what Yoon-hee is going to do. Yoon-hee quickly dials 911, it's actually 119, side note, in Korea. But anyways, she dials 911, but then she sees the pictures of Rona and the phone records that the congressman had on his coffee table. She remembers him threatening to hurt her daughter if she doesn't bring the money back. She then like hangs up and she like quickly takes the pictures, but as she is picking up the pictures, she hears the phone like vibrating um, from like a different room. And it's Sudan's phone. The devil was calling. Sujin freaks out and ends the call, um, and the secretary is trying to calm her down. He sees Yoon-hee, who is very confused. Um, Yoon-hee had basically realized that the murderer is still in the house, and then sh she like quickly leaves. The secretary heads outside, or like he, sh he goes out of the bathroom to see that Yoon-hee had left without calling the police. And he records her with his phone, basically leaving and driving away. So he's probably going to use it to blackmail. This guy, like, he, he's very quick on his feet. Like, I guess that's what happens when you work under the devil for a long time. Like, you become Satan's spawn, I guess. Anyways, um, he goes back to Sudion, who is having, like, a panic attack in the bathroom. She's crying, and she's like... I know that woman. Um, the secretary is like, you have to get out of here first. And basically tells her that he will take care of everything. Um, he just tells her to trust him and leave. Does he like her? Like, why is he doing this for her? Like, I think, I think he likes her, right? That's why he, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe she, he feels very bad for her. Like, I don't know. I don't know why he's suddenly like on her team. Like, we don't know like what his turning point was, so I'm I'm very curious. I feel like he likes her, right? Anyways, doesn't matter. But I'm just curious. The devil calls Sudan again and we see him at the hospital. When Sudan doesn't answer the phone, he's very angry. Yunhee comes home and she is all shook. 
basically says that she didn't see anything. She's like talking to herself. She's like, I didn't see anything. I don't know anything. And she's like trying to calm herself down. Meanwhile, Sajin, Sajin's family, they are at dinner at a fancy restaurant. Um, at the dinner, it's Sajin and Dr. Ha, as well as Sajin's parents, um, Sajin's younger sister, and her husband. Um, and Sajin is being scolded by her father um, regarding the scandal that broke out at the school with the kids, you know, bullying uh, Minsora. It's kind of clear that Sojin's parents do not approve of Dr. Ha because he came from a poor background. But Sojin is saying like, don't worry about it. I will make sure that it never happens again, like the scandal like, or something like that. Like, I will take care of everything. Sojin, so Sojin's mom like comments saying that Eunbyeol acted out that way. You know, she participated in that bullying because she didn't have a proper role model. And she like looks at Dr. Ha. So it's very clear that they don't approve of Dr. Ha. Um, the younger sister tries to kind of upstage and be the hero. Please, mom, let it go. My husband arranged this dinner to treat you guys. And apparently her husband is super rich and um, his new resort is doing really well. He comes from a super wealthy background. And Sojin's parents continue to praise him and basically says that that is why having a proper background is so important. So they're basically like making snarky comments that Dr. Hogg is poor. Or his parents are poor. Then Dr. Ha, like, he's fed up with this. He gets up and says that he has to go um, because he has to go back to the hospital. Sojin then, like, tells him to sit down because dinner isn't finished. Like, sit down. Then everyone in the family starts attacking. Like, the younger sister, she's like, I told you, honey, like, to her husband. But clearly, it's, like, directed at Dr. Ha. Uh, the younger sister is like, I told you, honey, Dr. Ha doesn't like fancy course meals, which kind of like sounds like she's saying these kind of rich meals don't suit him, you know, because he's poor. And then the mom is like to Sojin, like, what is going on between you two? Did Dr. Ha fight with you? And the dad is like to Dr. Ha, I heard your parents' vineyard is struggling. Do you need money? Is that why you're acting out? So they're like basically all bickering and saying that, you know, it's because he was raised poor that he is acting this way. So so Dr. Ha just like walks out. Sojin's dad then gives Sojin an ultimatum. Like, if you keep disappointing me, if you and your husband keep disappointing me, I will hand over the Chunga Arts Foundation to your sister. And Sojin is like shocked. She's like, no, I can do it. It's mine. I can do it and I will grow it. Like, I'll grow the foundation. Sojin's dad is like, to grow the foundation, it helps if you have supportive in-laws with a strong background. In other words, if you had rich in-laws. And the sister is like, if you give me a chance, I know I will do great. And then Sojin like snaps at her saying like, don't be greedy. That position is mine. Then the mom is like, then why'd you marry such a poor guy? Like, why'd you marry him? And Sojin looks super pissed. She comes into the house, the dinner is over, and finds Dr. Ha drinking in the living room. So he didn't even have to go to the hospital. He just wanted to get out of there. 
I mean, I feel, I feel I would want to get out of there. Then they fight about how her parents keep torturing him about being poor, even though he's not poor now. Like he is a surgeon. I think he's like the chief surgeon. Um, They make a lot of money. And plus like, you know, he works hard. He does like real estate. He has money, but I guess they only care about old money. Whatever. Sajin then like tells him like, you are stooping lower and lower. And basically they like fight, they argue, and Sojin tells him like, then if you hate it so much, if you hate living with me so much, why? Why did you betray Yunhee and come to me? And then she tells him that what she hates the most about him is his inferiority complex. And basically the fight ends with both of them screaming at each other and Sojin walks away. The devil comes storming home to find Suryeon walking out from the kitchen area with the charcuterie board. Um, she's like, oh, you're, you're kind of here late. And tells her that she was unable to answer her phone because she fell asleep after getting a massage. So she's like, I'm so sorry. And the devil is like, you must have been really tired getting a massage this late and then falling asleep. Hmm. Suspicious. Sujon is like, yeah, I think it's because I haven't been sleeping well these days for some reason. Then tells him that lawyer Lee is waiting for him in his study and she is bringing them charcuterie and wine. And the devil, he he's like kind of suspicious of her, but he's like, oh, okay, thank you. They both go into the study where lawyer Lee is waiting. Sujon walks out and lawyer Lee kind of like kneels on his seat. Uh, he's like worried that something had happened and the devil is like, let's talk about business. And the devil reveals his plan and they are going to uh, transform Pozok village into the next Hera Palace. Like they're going to build Hera Palace 2.0. And it looks like the business is sketchy though. I don't think I really understood because they said all these like technical terms and I didn't, I was not that invested to actually look up what they said. So, sorry. <laughs> but basically, um, they, the gist is they're going to earn a lot of money investing when it all gets redeveloped and the profit will be great. Um, Lori Lee is like, he's a little bit concerned since that's the area where Minsora died. But then the devil is like, yeah, that's why Dr. Ha is out of this deal, since technically it was his fault that our kids have to do 20 hours of community service for bullying Minsora before her death. What in the world? It's not Dr. Ha's fault, it's your kid's fault. Like, what the- where's the logic? Like, what? what? Oh, so the devil is like, yeah, this is his punishment. He doesn't get in on this deal. Wait, who died and made you judge? What in the world? And Lori Lee is like, oh yeah, I agree. And then they both like make fun of Dr. Ha because he came from a poor background. The devil then gets a text from Sojin telling him to meet her at the garden. Um, the devil then tells Lori Lee that he is also planning on buying Minsora's apartment, like apartment bu building in this deal, um, and completely destroying it to get rid of all the evidence or anything related to Minsora once and for all. And Lori Lee agrees. But there is actually a recording device under the table. So we it like pans to the t under the table and we see like this red dot blinking on and off. And it's a recording device. And Suryon is listening from a different room. So it's not really like a recording device, but like a tracker or an audio tapping device, I guess. Um, so she's like listening to all of this and she's pissed and she's like, I will not 
let you do as you please. At the garden, um, Dante comes in and Sojin looks super angry. Uh, she's like huffing and puffing like uh, the big bad wolf. And the devil comes in and immediately Sojin goes up to him and starts kissing him. And the devil is like, mm, what, what is up with you today? Why are you so worked up? And Sojin is like, don't ask me anything. Just do what I want to do today. The devil asks, like, how can such an attractive woman like you end up with a total loser like Dr. Ha? Sojin then explains that she had coveted something she couldn't have and mistook it as love. She's like, ah, I was a fool. The devil then comforts her. Um, he gifts her an underwear set, like a laced bra and underwear. It didn't look that expensive, to be honest. It looked like what I see at Target, you know, nothing too special. But she seems happy enough and she and they like resume kissing. Yeah. Gross. On the news, the death of the congressman comes out and it says that he was found dead with head trauma in the bathtub. And the police are saying that it was probably due to him drinking too much and falling in the tub. Yunhee is watching this and she's like, um, what the hell? That's not it. That's not what I see. Her phone rings and she answers and it's the police. Um, they requested her to come in for questioning because she was the last person that the congressman had called. So she gets into her car, but then suddenly a figure comes out of the back seat and grabs her mouth and tells her that if she screams, she will die. And it's basically, it's the secretary. He had on his leather gloves the black leather gloves and the black hat and the black leather jacket um and he tells her not to look back then asks her why she ran away from the congressman's house and shows her the video the recording that he made and Yunhee is like oh my god that's me and she's like i didn't kill him he was already dead when i got there she basically tells him the truth that she was being threatened by the congressman because he believed that she was the one who leaked the scandal about him. But then she's like, it wasn't me. I didn't say anything to the media. She also tells him that she noticed that there were other people in the house. Um, she noticed the phone buzzing in a woman's handbag on the coffee table. The secretary is like, it doesn't matter what you saw. You are going to tell the police that you saw the body in the bathtub and that you didn't see or know anything else. Yunhee is like, why would I lie to the police? Then the secretary threatens to hurt Rona if she doesn't listen to him. Then hands over a file, like, um, like an envelope, a black envelope. And he says that this uh, is your repayment. And he's like, this is going to be a big use to you. Meanwhile, at the penthouse, Suryon is by her vanity and it's a gorgeous vanity. She's getting ready and she applies a beautiful like scarlet lipstick. I'm so curious. Like I saw it, I was like, ooh, I want that. That's a really nice color. But then she flashes back to when she put on a similar color lip balm on Minsora at her funeral. So she was being, she was in the what are those called coffins no not coffin what are those caskets yeah casket Minsora's body was in the casket um and she was having this basically like a mini secret funeral for Minsora at a church 
and she put on the lipstick and she also put on the new shoes that she was going to gift her and she was very she was like crying and then something weird happens like i don't understand like why like weird moments like happen in this drama and so what happens is like it's all CG, but then suddenly, like, Minsora starts to disintegrate into gold specks. Like, she basically just transitions out into powder and, like, it, like, floats into the sky. Like, why are they adding these kinds of CGI into this drama? Like, it's not, it's not fitting at all. Like, it seems so fake. Like, I mean, this drama is fake, but why why is that necessary so then i think she got cremated and suryeon also turned some of her ashes into a gold necklace that she is wearing now um the flashback is over and she's like holding the necklace and she's saying you know you're not alone anymore sora mom will be with you always i think that's a really cute i saw on tiktok like where there is a small business um that turns like um, ashes of their loved ones who've passed away like um into jewelry that they can wear and i thought that was really touching um yeah anyways at the high school the moms are bringing the kids to school like dropping them off and jenny's mom and minhyuk's mom they're like congratulating uh suryeon because sokhun is doing a solo piano act at the school admission ceremony okay honestly i thought that they already had the ceremony because it's been a while since they got admitted so why are, are they having this concert <laughs> Anyways, um, Seokyung is also going to do a solo vocal performance at the ceremony. Uh, Sojin then comes in with Inbyar and Jenny's mom is like asking her again, like, oh my goodness, what is up with Dr. Ha? Like he ruined the plan to get rid of Yunhee and Rona and got our kids in trouble. And Sojin is like, I talked with the director, aka her dad, and tried to get the lightest punishment for the kids. And basically just tells her that, you know, we should just let it slide and let it end like this. Jenny's mom then keeps complaining like, you betrayed me, Sojin. Like, I trusted you and you put this tail on my daughter. Sojin is like, okay, fine, then do what you want, you know, keep your distance from me. Jenny's mom, out of spite, is like, fine, I can look for a different teacher. Fine, fine by me. Friendship over. Then someone comes in, it's like a worker at the school. She comes in to tell Sojin that everything is ready for her to start teaching. She apparently is now the new head of the art department this semester and is teaching and heading over the admission ceremony uh, concert or whatever. And both moms are stunned. Jenny's mom is like, oh, what? Oh, teacher, come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sajin walks into the class with the newly admitted students and tells them that she is the new head. And since there is no one that has been admitted with a perfect score, now that means Hora died, basically saying now that we don't have a first place, the solo performance will be done by Sokyong, who came in second. Sokyong stands and everybody claps for her. Sajin reminds her that this concert is very important for everyone, so they need to do really well. And then they start practicing. At home, Yuni is watching the news and the evil deeds of that congressman is all exposed. The fact that he made millions of dollars for six years by selling orphans abroad for bone marrow transplant, it's like all over the news. Everybody knows now. 
Yoon-hee is looking at this and she looks pissed, like, watching it. And I think she got over the fact that he died. Um, like, she probably thinks, like, wow, what a scum, you know? Like, And the Hope Orphanage director is also arrested. Um, Yoon-hee flashes back to what the secretary told her in the car. He told her that two days from now, they are going to release the news about Posok Village's redevelopment. And he tells her to buy a building in that area by tomorrow. The devil is looking at the newspaper and reading about the article that talks about the congressman. Um, he tells the secretary to make sure that his name does not come up at all. And the secretary is like, don't worry about it, boss. The devil then asks him why he didn't answer the phone last night. And the secretary is like, oh, sorry. I must have been preoccupied because Hayne was pretty sick last night. And the devil is like, you were at the hospital? Ooh, got him. Got him. The devil was at the hospital. Bro, bro. The devil stands up and goes over to him and says that you've been a loyal servant to me. Loyal like a dog. The secretary kind of tenses, um, and he's like sensing that, oh, the devil is onto him. The devil then just tells him to leave. When he leaves, the devil is like, should I let go of this old dog? Then the devil goes over to Hain at the hospital and cuts off her oxygen supply. He basically kills her. He tells her that she did her part. So he's like, good job. Good job, Hayne. Bye. He then calls Sudion on the phone and starts to fake cry. He's like, Honey, our Hayne, our Hayne is... Sudion hangs up and she like rushes over to the hospital. But when she gets there, they pronounce Hayne dead. Sudion cries and sees them cover up her face. She's like bawling and the devil acts like he's consoling her, but he he smiles. The next scene, they are at a temple. Um, I am not Buddhist, so I am not familiar with what is going on um, and the terminology. But it's basically like a memorial service to commemorate Hain, I think. But I was very confused because I thought that... Suyeon was a Christian. Like, she held Minsora's service at the church. Very confused. Um, anyways, the devil is there, and Suyeon is crying, and the twins are also there as well. Probably forced by the devil. After the ceremony, they walk out, and the devil continues to console Suyeon, but Suyeon tells him that she wants a moment by herself. He then takes the twins and tells her that they will wait in the car. He's like, take your time, sweetie. Sunyeon then turns around and her face changes. Hain is actually not dead. They're at a different hospital. The secretary had brought her there. Um, he's watching from outside the hospital room and the doctor and nurses are resuscitating her. Her vitals do come back and she is okay for now. The secretary looks very relieved. So what happened was he had warned Sunyeon about Hain before the devil came to kill her. Sujan and the secretary had planned out everything to make it look like she did die. In fact, she was kind of in an induced coma though. Um, so they brought her back at the hospital and the secretary tells calls Sujan saying that Hayden is okay but needs to stay in the ICU. Sujan thanks the secretary and tells him that she will never forget how he has helped her so much. Which also like brings to the question, like, why is he helping her? Like, what's in it for him? In this drama, I don't think I can just, you know, gloss over the fact that they're helping out because they're just a nice, nice person. 
in this drama, it doesn't make sense. So why is he helping her? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he likes her. Who knows? Yoon-hee is at the real estate office and she is there to buy the building or she's like, she's shocked to learn that the building is out for sale and just just like the the man said and also shocked to hear that the apartment, the building was where min Sora died. So it's that same apartment. Yoon-hee feels a bit scared and she feels very icky about this and she just tells the real estate agent that she'll think about it um, she's like, I don't feel really good about this. And then she goes home. She sees Rona practicing in her room and she flashes back to when Rona said she didn't fight back. Um, I think in the previous episode, she was getting beat up by Jenny. And the reason why she didn't fight back was because they, she knows that they cannot afford to pay a settlement fee. I think something about Rona's voice just kind of invokes flashbacks because... Every time she sings, Yuni has been having flashbacks, right? Flashback is over and Yuni just gently closes, closes the door. She then hears the secretary's voice telling her that if she does not take the chance to earn this money, like to invest in that building, you know, that's your fault. Like if you don't trust me, that's your choice. I think like if she owns that building, she will get paid a lot by the redevelopment company like the company who's trying to undergo redevelopment of that region i am not sure but like if she has that building if she owns it it's a really good investment for her um when the town or that region undergoes redevelopment apparently i am not sure so don't quote me on that so then yunhee like reviews the document that the secretary had given her um and it's the plans for Pozok village's redevelopment she then tells herself, she's like, okay, I'll take this risk. But she cannot get a loan from anywhere. She goes to bank to bank, but no one can give her a loan. The secretary had told her that she has until midnight to sign the contract. So out of desperation, she goes to like a sketchy loan shark place, like a gangster kind. You know, the kind you see in gangster movies? Um, so she goes to like one of those sketchy loan sharks and even signs a shinche pogigakso, so which is which translates to a body abandonment memorandum. So like if she cannot pay the loan back plus an immense amount of interest, she's basically giving parts of her body up for them to take. Like what the heck girl, are you out of your mind? When the what are you doing? Just making bad decisions left and right. Like, come on, girl, come on. First you don't call 911 and you got get into the sticky situation. If you called 911, the police could have helped you, you know? Like you didn't have to be blackmailed like this. And like, okay, when I saw this, I was like, okay, so Sujeon and the secretary probably ordered ordered Yunhee to do this, right? Because they want to stop the devil from getting this land. But you should have given her also like some money to do this then, you know? You know her situation. Like, you know she's poor. Like, so messed up. So messed up. So she signs and gets the money um, and she goes to the real estate agent. It was like close to midnight. She like bangs on the door because the agency was closed. She like woke up the agent and then they signed the contract. So the next morning, the secretary tells um, Suryan that Yunhee had signed the contract. 
Sujan is in the living room when the secretary calls and the devil comes down. She quickly hangs up and the devil tells her that when he went to the congressman's funeral, no one showed up since, I mean, he was exposed to be a criminal and also he had that affair. He also adds, That's why you should live a clean life. What the hell is this devil talking about? Like, what, what do you know about having a clean life, bro? You freaking murderer? You freaking murderer! Suyeon is angry, and her anger kind of like peeks through. She blat- she blatantly asks him, like, mm, what about you, sweetie? When he was about- so he was about to head out to the gym, and she asks, what about you? He then like turns around, he's like, what? She then changes the subject like nothing. Um, you smell good today. Did you, did you change your perfume? He like walks out and he's kind of suspicious. Like, mm, what's wrong with this girl? And me, I'm just watching. I'm like, whoa, girl, calm down, Sooryong. It's not the time to expose yourself. We are only on episode six. Calm down, girl. And it looks like she's also like trying to press it down. The devil is at the gym working out on the elliptical when he gets a phone call from Lawyer Lee. Lawyer Lee had gone to the real estate a- agent, um, the real estate office, only to find out that the building, uh, Minsora's apartment, was already bought. So yeah, they were trying to buy this land and profit off of it so that they don't have to pay anyone else. Um, I don't know. I think it's very sketch. Lawyer Lee tells him that the person who bought it last night was Yoon Hee, and the devil is very confused. Lawyer Lee is also confused. He's like, what is up with that woman? Like, how does she know? Like, did she know? about the redevelopment? How? They hang up and Devil is like, oh my goodness, this woman is getting on my nerves. Like she was on my nerves at the parent conference. This this lady. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Meanwhile, Yoon-hee is doing her morning part-time job delivering the green juice for, to apartment to apartment. And she is checking the news of the Pozok village's redevelopment. She's nervous because there are no articles regarding this. And if there is no redevelopment, then she is dead. Like, she signed that contract. There's no way for her to earn that money back, right? Meanwhile, Sudyeon is doing yoga. And then, um, she, like, on her desk, she opens, like, a chest. I don't know, like, a jewelry box or something like that. And she picks up Lawyer Lee's expensive pocket watch. The one that he lost and the one that she found when she found Sugar. Oh, I wonder what happened to Sugar! I'm sure Sujian is taking care of her, but I wonder what happened. Oh. Um, anyway, Sujian is looking very determined. At Lawyer Lee's law firm, he is handed his mail, and one of them is a black envelope similar to the one Yoon Hee got from the secretary. He opens it to find a blood-written letter. It's not really blood. It's just like really bad red paint, but it's like that bloody writing and with it is a picture of his pocket watch it's like open and is pointed at some time i didn't pause enough to figure out what time it was um, but the letter reads i know what you did at this time lawyer lee freaks out he goes into his office and is like what the hell like what is going on who is doing this then the devil and dr ha also get the same information via text. So they get a text like, I know what you did at this certain time with the picture of the watch. So emergency Hera Club meeting. Everyone is there, all angry and nervous. Um, everyone except for Suryan because she was not involved in Min Sora incident. The devil walks in, basically grabs Lawyer Lee by the collar, asking him, 
why he didn't tell him that he lost the watch. Then the rest of the members, they start like pointing fingers at each other. Like, you know, they're like suspecting like, is it true? Like, is it really like one of us that killed her? Like, you know, it's everything is so weird. Like the fountain being vandalized, the kid's audio file being leaked. And they start like suspecting each other. Like, oh, maybe it is one of us that killed her. And then Lawyer Lee asks if it was the devil because it seemed like he was the one who wanted to cover up everything super quickly, which I didn't think that it is kind of sketchy why he wanted to move the body in the first place. But I think he was thinking about Hera Palace, right? I don't think the devil killed Minsora. He probably could have ordered other people to kill Minsora, but I don't think he directly killed. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. Anyways, the devil is like, this is what that perp wants to do to us. Break us up like this and threaten us. We need to find the real perpetrator. Sajin then comments that she is actually suspicious of Suryon. She's the only member in the Hera Club who is not here, who was not involved. She could have been a witness of everything. And all the other members are like, hmm, yeah, that is weird. And when questioned further by the others, the devil starts to think of all the weird moments um, that Sudan has been doing re recently. Like she, he remembers that she ran out of the party, so weird, and the police telling him that she had called Minsora like numerous times the day of her death. Suspicious. Sudan comes to his office out of the blue to have lunch with him, which is weird apparently. He runs out, so the flashback is over. He runs out and he heads to his office. He looks through the security footage in his office and does find Suryon digging through his safe. He also sees the secretary coming to stop her and the two just talking. He can't hear what they're saying, but you know, the devil is angry nonetheless. He calls the secretary and demands him to tell him what they are scheming and screams like, how can you betray me like that after all I've done for you. The secretary then thanks him for taking care of him all this time and hangs up. The devil then calls in for another secretary, Secretary Cho, and orders him to bring Secretary Yoon, the old one, to him alive or dead. He then asks Secretary Cho about Suryon and her phone records, and Secretary Cho tells him that Suryon has been calling a detective agency a lot. At the parking lot in Hera Palace, um, Jenny's mom, Lawyer Lee, and Lawyer Lee's wife, Min Hyuk's mom, they're hiding in the car parking lot. They want to follow Suryon. And Suryon comes out of the apartment and gets into her car and drives off, and they chase after her. Meanwhile, at the detective agency, the devil brings in Secretary Cho and other thugs and starts beating up the people, the workers there, including the private investigator that Suryon had hired. Basically, they just like beat them up until he spills the truth about Suryon and what she wanted him to do. Suryon was at a Napgurtang, which translates to Charnel House. Um, it's like a place where they hold urns and makes like a memorial area for families and friends to come over whenever um, to see their loved ones. They could also like put flowers and photos and just kind of like create like a memorial kind of. I don't know, clearly. Clearly, I'm not educated in this field. Anyway, she is there and she has pictures of Minsora on a photo frame and she's crying. Then Jenny's mom and lawyer Lee and his wife come barging in 
and basically questions her. Like, wow, why are you so obsessed with this girl? They're like, so it was you who are who is threatening us. Like, why? Like, why do you care for Minsora that way? You even made a freaking memorial for this girl? Like, why? Why? Suryeon, upon hearing them, snaps the photo frame shut. It was like open, kind of like a book. And she like snaps it shut. And the outer cover actually has pictures of Hayne. But Jenny's mom and the lawyer Lee couple, they like take it away and see that it's not Minsora, but some other girl. And they're like, oh, oh, wait, this isn't Minsora. Who is this girl? When questioned further, Suryeon tells them that it's her daughter who died recently. And she breaks down crying. The three of them look stunned and Jenny's mom, when she's about to like open the photo frame, like Sujan plops down, taking the photo frame, like holding it tightly and she like just starts to bawl. And the three of them, they look shocked and they try to like console her. They look very like, um, sorry, you know, like, oh, is that why? Oh, that's your daughter. You have a daughter? Shocked. Back at the agency, the investigator is telling the devil that Suryeon had asked him to look into her husband's affair. She thought that he was cheating on her, so she wanted him to, you know, look into it. But this was already planned. So the investigator has a flashback and he was paid a lot of money by Suryeon to tell devil this when he comes. Like, to tell him the story. Flashback is over. The devil then asks if he was successful at discovering the affair, and the investigator says that he was not. The hair club mums are meeting at the hair club lounge, and all of them, all, all three of them, Sojin, Jenny's mom, Minhyuk's mom, they're just consoling Suryeon um, regarding the passing of her biological daughter. And they basically say, like, how can, you know, Dante do that to you? Hiding your sick child so that no one knows about her? Sojin looks kind of sus. Like, she doesn't really believe in Suryeon. Other moms are like, oh, is that why you are so busy these days? And Suryeon is like, yeah, I heard that Minsora committed suicide, but... My own daughter was so sick. I, I didn't have the mental capacity to be concerned of Minsora. And then the other moms are like completely understanding. They're like, of course, of course. Sojin then asks if Hain was her daughter born out of wedlock or an affair. And the other moms are like, why are you asking that now? Sojin, oh my god, read the room, lady, read the room. Does it matter? Like, it's her daughter. Like, does that matter? Then the devil walks towards them. Um, he's like, oh, you were here? To Suryeon. Um, Why are you not answering my phone? How are you, sweetie? When he tries to go towards Suryeon, um, so what, they're like sitting, Suryeon is sitting at like a long couch with Jenny's mom and Minhyuk's mom by her side. And there's like a smaller one-person couch like that kind of blocks the long couch. And then there's a coffee table. So in order to get to Suryeon from where the devil was standing, he had to go past Sojin. But then Sojin like puts out her legs to block him. And I was very confused. Like, are you trying to seduce him here? Like with all the other moms? Girl, time and place. Okay, put those away. Put those away. Like, what the? <laughs> Read the room. The devil looks annoyed and he just like steps over her legs and walks over to Suryan. He takes her by her hand and escorts her home. 
Sajin looks pissed, like she is shaking, and she's gripping her hand so tightly. She's like, she's digging into her hand with her nails, and her nails are so long, and so a stream of blood was coming down. <laughs> like a stream of blood. Like, oh my goodness, girl. At the penthouse, Sudan and the devil, they're on the couch, and Sudan is laying down with her head on the devil's lap. She apologizes to the devil, saying that, you know, she had to tell the truth about Hain because the moms, they like followed her to the Charno house. And she says that she didn't, she wanted to keep it a secret since Hain was already dead. Um, but she's like, I had no choice. And the devil is like, don't worry about it. That's not your fault. It's their fault for following you. And he encourages her that, you know, through this experience, maybe she can get closer to the other moms. And he tells her that, you know, he's okay with them knowing about Hayin. And she starts to cry. She quickly goes into her closet afterwards and calls Secretary Yoon. She warns him to leave, like, get out of the country because she thinks that the devil is onto them. The secretary is like, I'm already on my way to the airport. She thanks him for helping her and um, tells him to call her when he lands safely, wherever he's going. But then he is like, no, our deal ends here. She thanks him again and he hangs up. He is not at the airport though. He is actually at a bridge on top of a road. He's looking very questionable and then... He commits suicide as his last act of loyalty to the devil. Like, what in the world? What? I'm so confused. It's two months later, and at Hera Palace, the cleaning lady actually discovers a phone that was hidden in the air handling vent. She turns on the phone, and it's actually Minsora's phone. I'm amazed the battery, like, power on that is strong, like... I guess it was off, turned off the whole time, but still, dang. She turns it into the front desk and they don't recognize the girl. And um, they're like, oh, maybe she'll just come and pick it up later. At the school, um, the students are practicing for the admission concert. Is it still called an admission concert if two months has passed since their admission? Just call it a school concert. Like, what the heck? Anyways, while practicing the solo part, um, Seokgyeong's voice is going in and out. And apparently it's because she caught a cold and it was getting worse and worse. Seokhun then suggests that um, it's probably best if Seokgyeong does not do the solo. Seojin agrees since the concert is tomorrow and since it's an important concert, it cannot be messed up. She then tells the rest of the students that they need someone to step up to take Seokgyeong's place and asks for a volunteer who can do it on short notice. Eunbyeol raises her hand and she volunteers. And Seojin is like, are you confident that you won't mess up? And Eunbyeol is like, yes. Yes, I am. I'm ready. And Sojin is about to say like, okay, then the part will go to... Then Rona raises her hand and asks for a chance to try. All the kids are shocked. Like, how dare she even suggest to do that? Like, does she not have noon cheese? Like, come on, girl. Sojin looks pissed, but is like, okay, then um, I guess we'll have a mini audition for this role. The two students audition and they're just like singing. Then in the end, Sojin decide that Rona did the best out of the two on all aspects and that Rona will do the solo. Rona is so grateful and tells her that she will do her very, very best, and Inbyar is looking pissed and 
angry. I feel like Sojin is planning something. You know, there's like no way that she'll just let Rona, the daughter of her sworn enemy, sing at what she says is a very important concert. You know, this whole thing is sketch. Anyways, back at home, Yuni gets a dress for Rona and the two are super excited. Um, it's the night of the concert and Rona is like, I'm going to do super well. Like, I got this, mom. Just watch me fly. So then they go to the concert and they're on their way. They're driving to the school, but then they get into a car accident, except this was not an accident. So the car next to them, the black car, just straight up crashes into them, clearly on purpose. So Satan, aka Sojin, okay, we're going to change... I'm going to stop calling Sojin Sojin. I'm now going to change her name to Satan because she is Satan. Um, she had planned all of this and even tells the person who crashed that he did well. Like he had called her that, oh, the deed is done. And she's like, oh, good job. Satan. Satan. She walks into the dressing room um, behind the stage and Umbyar was already ready. She was already in her gown, ready to replace Rona. Sojin walks over to her and tells her that this position was already hers to begin with and that her grandfather is here, so it's time to show him who the next heir to the Chonga Arts Foundation is. And Byori is like, yes ma'am. Freaking Satan. Freaking Satan. Yunhee wakes up from the crash and sees Rona, who also hit her head on the dashboard, and she's bleeding. You, Rona's bleeding from her head, but Rona's like, I'm fine. I have to go to the school for the concert. And Uni's like calling the calling 911, like for an ambulance, right? But uh, Rona's like, no, mom, I, I can't be late. I have to go to the school. I have to sing. Yuni tries to start the car, but it's not working. Rona is crying. She's like, I need to go to the school. Yuni then gets out of the car and stops like a motorcyclist with her bare body. She literally just like gets in front of him and he's like driving towards her. Like, woman, do you want to die? Like bad decision number two, right? She then borrows the motorcycle and guess where she takes Rona? To the hospital? No. She freaking takes her to the school. <sighs> Like, wrong decision number three. Come on, lady, your daughter. You just got into an accident and your daughter is hurt and you take her to the school. Like, what if she has internal bleeding? You know, like, she says she's fine, but what does she know? She wants to sing. Like, lady, they are crazy. Like, literally crazy. You need to go to the hospital. <sighs> Anyways, um, Rona enters the school, but they will not let rona in there's like a bunch of security guards at the door to the concert hall and basically blocking rona from entering the concert is starting and yunhee and rona they try their best to get in um yunhee even like takes a fire hydrant sprays the security guards and managed to like block six of them from chasing after the two um and they like enter backstage somehow when rona goes to the backstage closer to the actual stage she sees that the concert has already started and Umbyar is singing satan is conducting and out of the corner of her eye she sees the two of them but just coolly ignores them Yunhee then is having like ptsd and she like grabs her throat and that is the end of episode six Oh my goodness, what is wrong with these characters? Freaking all of them are idiots. All of them are dumb. All of them make the wrong choices. But I mean, I guess that's why this drama is 
fun, right? Because you know, there no one is in their right mind. <laughs> like, what, what the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh! I hope you guys are enjoying this drama. Like, I'm really enjoying it. Watching it, I was like, I'm. It's kind of childish in a way. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. Like, oh, but I don't mean like this drama is for kids. Like, this drama is like definitely not for kids, right? It's rated 19, um, not for kids. But the way these adults and these characters act, it's very childish. Like they're so petty and they're so dumb. They make the wrong decisions and they're evil. They easily dispose people. So it's like very amusing to watch because they're so like wild. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. It's like they're a different species. You know, they're not human. <laughs> Even Sweetheart, like, I, I don't know. Like, I liked her from the beginning, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like she's making some bad decisions too, you know? Like, anyways, um, I guess that's what makes this drama so engaging. Like, you want to see what's going to happen next. Like, you're very curious. Like, will they get justice? Like, all the other Korean dramas, you know? A lot of Korean dramas will end happy, you know, with the with the protagonist winning most of the time. Well, who? But okay, I don't even know who the protagonists are, though. Who's the protagonist? I don't know who to like root for. Like, at this point, I think they all should just go to jail. Oh man. So that wraps up this episode. Um, don't forget to subscribe to wherever you are listening from. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at kdrama in room 343. And please let me know like how you are enjoying this season. Um, you can tweet me. Um, I will try my best to reply. You could also leave a comment on our Instagram. Um, and I will try my best to reply because I just want to hear your thoughts. Like, are you guys enjoying this, uh, this drama? Have you seen this drama? I'm curious. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter and personal Instagram account at yurinaze95, as well as my TikTok account, yuri underscore Christina. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will talk to you guys next week with episode 7. Yes. Very excited. Bye!